And okay, we should now have both things. It looks like everything is working. Uh, hello and welcome, everybody. This is Oz. I am your Geiger counter for the 2022 Halloween edition of Alien. And I think everybody here is excited. And of course, I am nervous because this is the only GMing I do every year. What could so, possibly go wrong? Uh, this is Alien. So the answer to that is everything. So last year, we did a game on the colony world of KV-1113, otherwise known as Brewer's Beacon. It is an agricultural world that is uh, near Earth normal gravity. It has breathable atmosphere, minimal terraforming. It is, as I said, an agricultural colony. And it's interesting weather effect is that at night it has a deep fog anybody who's looking into the uh aliens books uh the tabletop rpg which is um uh done by uh free league publishing uh there are rules to make a colony in there and those are the things that that typically crop up so last year as i said uh we followed the story of a research station that was about to become uh, an actual agricultural outpost. It was on the farthest outskirts of civilization on this planet. And at the, the far end station there, things happened. There was an explosion, and then there was silence. And this year, we are going to look uh, closer towards the center of civilization on Brewer's Beacon, which is a spaceport, otherwise known as landing. It's still very far away, but uh, this is a Marshall station that services the region in which that agricultural station uh, reported to. And that is known as Backwater Station because it is a backwater. There is nothing here. But there are five outposts, uh, now four, and these other outposts are already established. They're already uh, rustling space cows. They're already growing space crops. They're already sending things back to the spaceport, eating decently, and uh, things are, are otherwise going all right there. So our camera is going to open on a small compound of buildings, maybe four or five buildings. There's um, uh, basically a bunkhouse. It's uh, got private rooms for all of the, uh, the marshals that are there. It's got an armory building. It's got uh, a lockdown unit uh, holding cells. It's got the main building. And of course, there's on top of the administration, the main building, there's the large antenna that's got the light that glows off and on every two seconds throughout the entire 28-hour day. And I will say this camera's going to open up inside where the air conditioning unit has broke down again. And the only thing that you all have is a slow spinning ceiling fan. It is hot. It is mid-morning. It is after breakfast. And while the rest of the agricultural outpost stations 
have fresh vegetables and space cow meat, which you all know is absolutely terrible, but for some reason they don't complain. You get reconstituted protein slop that looks like porridge and tastes terrible. So I will let that affect your attitudes as uh, you all tell me what you're doing at 10.30 a.m. on a on a work day. Let's start. Uh, I'm going to go with the order in which I see on my Roll20 table, which everybody listening here cannot see. So we will start with Krissa. Uh, so 10.30 in the morning on a work day. Uh, well, like you said, it's hot. So she's um, she just finished uh, working on uh, or fixing a piece of machinery. So she is sitting at a a table uh, filling out paperwork, uh, her coveralls that she normally wears, you know, properly are kind of pulled down. Uh, so her tank top is exposed and it, like the arms are then tied around the waist because it's just hot. Uh, and yeah, she's sitting there filling out uh, reports, paperwork saying what she did and what part she used and all the corporate uh, red tape that has been put before her. Oh, how do you enjoy that red tape? It's uh, wonderful. I'm going to do every single piece of it uh, because you've got to follow the policy and procedures if you want to get your rewards, and I want to get my reward. I see. I see. All right. Well, as Chris is working on paperwork, uh, Dave McDonald, what are you doing? How are you spending the morning? Oh, you know, it's just so hot. I am being flame grilled here in my suit. Um, Dave's a roughneck. He is one of the guys that helps make sure everything around here stays working uh, in the way that he operates security. He is kind of a rent-a-cop of a uh, an outpost station. They got to have somebody to help manage the local uh, wildlife, and sometimes that management comes at the point of a gun. Uh, he is sitting... Oh... I think he is sitting in an office doing his turn on listening to the radio for reports or just getting messages in and out. Uh, but as it's been quiet for a little while, it's been nice to just sit here with the lights off and the shitty fan just sweating. Um, he's got the body type of a guy who has at one point in his life been fit, but has just stopped taking care of himself. So a little bit of that dad strength, uh, shorter hair, his facial hair has gone a little unkempt over the past little bit. And it's just kind of sweating holding a data pad and just fanning himself with it. All right. Uh, Rico, the company officer. What are you, uh, what are you doing out here on this fine day? Well, just sitting at the, at the mess table, absentmindedly stirring my slop. I don't know why they insist on making it warm. It would be, just as bad cold. In fact, it would probably be more refreshing right now. 
So I'm just trying to stir all the heat out of it so that it's room temperature. All this just drags it out of me. I hate this backwater bullshit. Okay, excellent. Uh, Terio or Gibbs, whichever you would prefer to be called. Uh, so Gibbs right. is on patrol because he is the um, the security guard, I guess, of the outpost. And um, he has a water bottle for the heat and he's just walking by, checking the fences, making sure there's no, you know, the, no cut wires, no, or cut like holes in the fence or anything. And uh, just sip, taking lots of water from his water bottle as he's doing this quick uh, perimeter check. Well, um, we won't need a roll for that at the moment since it's low stakes. So uh, the outpost itself is... Uh, Wayland yutani standard. It's it's a standard blueprint. It basically is like a large metal box. Like, they plant this box down, they drop the containers in that turn into buildings, and then those edges of the box later fold up, and they become walls in order to keep out whatever might be coming in. It's a standard that's worked across the periphery, and so everybody just sticks with it. And there are places where there is fencing as well. Uh, there tends to be fencing at the gates uh, that kind of, um, how to put it, they would um, direct everybody in so you're not like parking right up against the wall. The fences are there to kind of keep keep stuff um, that's supposed to be off the road, off the road, and then you just lead right in. Uh, fortunately for Gibbs, all of it is in good working order. There was uh, there was an incident, incident, uh, repeating incident, we'll say, over the past few months, where there would be like a hole chewed in the fence in one place or another, and it was always like at the same level, and it always looked like at first it looked like the 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 wiring was like clipped, like somebody was trying to break in, but there was never any footprints, never anything like that. But it was about a week ago when you saw a little, I won't call it like a prairie dog or a woodchuck or anything, but it's a small like rodent-like critter that was, it chews on the wires and its teeth are extremely sharp. And so it would bite through the wires and it would bite a piece away and then it would take the piece with it, maybe to like build a nest or something or, or to decorate its hole. But now that you've seen the little critter, you uh, you threw a little bit of juice on the wires for the next time it came out, and it hasn't returned. You're pretty sure you didn't kill it, but you certainly gave it something to think about. All right, good to know. It, uh, he, yeah, if there's nothing to find, then uh, after his perimeter check, um, he'll uh, probably check on making sure like the vehicles start just very basic he has a checklist that he goes through make sure like the bar at the front of the gate can go up and down as expected just so he can if it does break he can report it to the roughnecks to fix right uh, so the 
I'm, I'm liking that you do all this, by the way. So let's talk about the, the motor pool area. As a Marshall station, you do have a collection of vehicles. There are a couple of small ATVs, uh, three of them to be exact. You do have uh, a larger tractor. Uh, it's a tractor-like vehicle, I should say. Uh, it is designed to be able to haul several people. It's not very fast, but it's very tough. It's not something that uh, that breaks down on the periphery. Uh, you do have an aircraft, and that aircraft is it's not like a dropship. It's not something that's that's uh, trans-atmosphere capable. But you've got a basically a light flyer that uh, that Ray is going to use to you know pick up people who are in need and and use as kind of like like an emergency transport or something. Or if you you need spotlights down from above, it's it's like a search helicopter. Only it doesn't have rotors. It's just got vectored thrust. Unfortunately, that's the one that's not starting. Well, good for. Uh... That's not the one that Gibbs will check because it's not on his checklist because ah. uh, he doesn't have um, permission to fly it or pilot it at all. So he's not even allowed in the cockpit. Okay. Okay. Well, everything else seems to start just fine. So while Gibbs is working on that, let's go to Raymond. Raymond? He is... Uh, he is ever so slightly awake. Uh, in his bed, there's no covers on it. He's just sitting back, wearing a wife beater and cargo pants and one shoe. And the room has, like, this stale smell of, uh, like, like B.O. and some Jack Daniels and the half-eaten Reuben sandwich on the floor. So he, like, wakes up <laughs> and moves, opens his eyes, and he, like, fumbles about. His hand touches the sandwich, figures out what it is, and, like finds like you know a, a hat puts it over his eyes over the one ray of light and even the sound of that slowly spinning fan the thum 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 and the one with like hitch gear is like too loud too much he's like oh, oh, oh it rolls over he finds his like tablet and remotes into his his plane uh what time's the plane supposed to be leaving today uh, Raymond has a, um, there's a two o'clock flight, 2 p.m. flight, and that flight is going to be heading to Sunshine. Sunshine is one of the larger outposts that, uh, that is serviced by Backwater Station. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be your usual, um, pick up, you know, supplies for the week, make sure that, You've got, you know, food and sundries and everything, uh, drop-off reports that get sent back to landing. And uh, when you remote into the plane, the plane is coming back with a ignition error. Ah, oh, oh, I can't fix anything. I, uh, I guess I did it myself. He's going to, like, throw on a, throw his jacket on. His dad's beat up leather jacket with, like, the fur collar, even in the heat. He's going to go out the door, slam it behind him. Five seconds later, he's going to walk back in. <sighs> Christ, Christ, Christ. He's going to grab a, uh, a green burlap or green, um, like, canvas bag, like satchel. He's going to take it, uh, sling it around his neck, uh, and then, like, grab his, uh, grab a backpack with his own gear, throw his boots on. They're not, like, halfway zipped up or halfway tied up, 
you know, just like looped it around and pulled one time, missing half the cinches, and he's gonna like stumble towards the plane. All right. So your vectored crust thrust aircraft, your plane, is uh, it's large enough to carry. Um, I would say it's basically like it can carry as much as like you know one of those SWAT vans. Like it can carry you know eight people and gear. And it's oh gosh, I don't even know how long those are. So we're just going to go ahead and skip the particulars. But it is it's it's a standard sized aircraft that's used by the Colonial Marshalin on this planet. And it's got four vectored thrust uh, uh, nozzles, one at each corner, almost like it's got feet. It's got um, kind of like two stubby wings over the center um, for minor atmospheric control. And then it's got, uh, instead of like like wheels or anything, it's got three skids, one in the front, two in the back, that extend down when it, when it lands. And it's... Uh, it's rusted. It looks old. It needs a coat of paint. The The canopy in the cockpit, the windows all scratched up like it's hit a bunch of birds over its lifetime. Could be helped. All right, let's see what the old John Dory is. He'll uh, enter the plane and uh, begin a diagnostic on that uh, ignition error. All right. Uh, the... Your your data pad comes back after several long minutes because uh, apparently your your data pad has never liked talking to the aircraft and vice versa, and it goes through several false starts and delays and acts like it's going to crash the the operating system before it comes back. That handling is green, thrust is green, uh, avionics are green, and ignition is red. And apparently there is some kind of obstruction in the main ignition coils. Oh, come on, Ava. Why are you not breaking on me today? He's going to take the uh, the green bag and uh, throw it in the same closet where the fire extinguisher is. All right. So hey, would uh, would he would he fix this, or would be the kind of thing like company policy? Would he call someone to come fix the plane? Something like this. Uh, you know what? We're look, give me a. What do I want to make you roll? We're not gonna we're not gonna add stress to it, but I want to make you roll something here because I want to see if you can handle it. Policy is you know, you never work on your on this thing yourself unless you're a synthetic, which you aren't. You should always have somebody there, but do you want to bother somebody? Uh, give me a Comtech roll, and we will ignore any stress dice. Well, you have zero thingy is good, right? Zero things. You have no idea whatsoever um, what this fault in the ignition coil is. You're gonna have to call somebody. Uh, I guess you're sort of determined to be a, a temperamental day, aren't you, Ava? All right, let's call someone in. Prepare a bloke of some kind, and he'll uh, hit a button and uh, call someone to to come fix Ava, the vector thrust plane. Vector Ava, the the vector thrust plane. Excellent. So inside the main office, there is 
a a dying buzzer like it's supposed to be one of those anywhere else it would be this chipper this bing it would be you know very clear that it's trying to get your attention but does so in a polite way and this is just a and it's it's like a dying horn and like it fades out and then it comes back in and then it's sporadic and it doesn't turn off and you can hear everybody in here can hear raymond like breathing or otherwise doing what he's doing while while this thing is going off so he's gonna try to figure out how to get it off i'll leave that to the folks inside the admin building (laughs) because they're the ones who are having to listen to this you don't actually (sighs) hear it you just you just see on your pad it's just like yeah you know uh message sent waiting for a response Ah, oh, somebody's pad that's going to fix me plane. I don't know why I'm not stranded. Can't get in the air without needing ignition. So, Chris, you can hear this uh, beep, beep, beep going on. Yeah, it it's almost like it's it's acting like it's a car alarm. She kind of listen to it for a few seconds, and then she'll yell, "McDonald, gotta answer this call." It's just Raymond. That doesn't even make sense. McDonald, he obviously needs something. You have to answer the call. I'm doing this paperwork. You have to. You're just listening to the radio. Go listen to Raymond. First of all, nobody ever wants to listen to Raymond, but everybody loves Raymond. (laughs) You set him up for that. I don't know why. Like Uh, 10 years I've been waiting to use that. That's disappointing that after 10 years, that's the best joke you could come up with. <laughs> the first joke I come up with. Continue. Uh, after complaining for a little bit, as one is prone to do, he will reach down and slap the the button that's beeping uh, for Mr. Raymond to, to talk to everybody. Uh, would this be... Does the base have a name, or like, is, would I just answer it? Like, this is Outback Station, or this is Backwater Station? Outback Station. I mean, that's that's, that's <laughs> only what Raymond calls it. Because <laughs> when he's here, he's family. Oh, oh no! You're just uh, full of them. Um, full of something, right? So, yeah, no, I'll, I'll just answer with a Backwater Station. Yes, I need somebody out here to fix me plane. You know, I can't go up without any ignition. It's all of a prerequisite there, mate. What'd you do to it? Well, I did my job. I got in the plane, you see. And then I hit some buttons, and then the plane didn't go up. I'm sort of dumbing it down, but, you know, that's sort of the basics of it. I'll just look around the rest of the room. Yeah, in particular... Diagnostic. In particular to Krissa, because, like, this is... <laughs> Have you tried turning it off and back on again? Basically, that's what she's saying. With the have you? Did he do a diagnostic? Uh, well, all enough, mate. If you do, if you don't have ignition, you can't quite turn it on or off to do the on or off. See, that's sort of the problem. We're caught in the loop here. What does the diagnostic say? Hmm. Let me see. That's all blank and red, isn't it? I don't know. I can't see it from here. <sighs> well, I'll tell you what, mate. If you come over, I'll show it to you. Is he sure it has fuel? Maybe that's the problem. Well, it's not a gas indicator light. We hope we take it half seriously and look at it like, here's a fuel last What? 
Krista, I really think that you should just get over there and do it. You know, that's the only way that anything's going to get fixed correctly around here is if you do it. Yeah, I get that. The problem is the man's the one that flies the thing. Shouldn't he know how it works? Shouldn't he be able to do small fixes? All he does is just call up and and act like we're just here to serve him in his stupid plane. The speak button is being pressed down at this time. Yeah, good. Thank you. So, so he did it. So, so Raymond heard all this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, first of all, I don't know McConfess, and you're leaving your uh, your microphone on there. But if you, you see, see, I'm the pilot, and I need a pilot light. You see, a light, <laughs> a pilot light, and I can't do that. You see, if the ignition doesn't work, you know, I can't see. I sit in the chair, and then I operate the, this plane. You see, and I can't do that with no ignition. Right. Noted. So, Krissa, please get the plane back in order. Uh, would you mind notifying me as soon as it is? I think as as soon as it's safe, maybe we'll take a little a little drive. That thing has to have air conditioning, right? All right. All right. She's going to gather her paperwork together and uh, go file it. Uh, uh, get everything uh, sorted, and then she's gonna grab toolbox, and she's gonna walk by McDonald and say, "Thanks a lot for all your help there." You're the one that told me to answer it. And he slinks lower in the one, chair. And yet I'm still the one that has to go out and actually do the work while you sit here listening to the radio. Look, it's not my fault. I'm on this duty rotation. And he points yeah. to a big whiteboard behind them that's got all kinds of duty rotations on it. Tellingly, it's in Dave's handwriting. Right? All of it's in Dave's handwriting. Yeah. Funny. How you always get those shifts. Hmm. <coughs> he right. he doesn't even like shrug or anything. His eyes are closed and he's leaning back, just kinda like We can't actually see what you're doing. <laughs> it's his is Raymond's plane nearby enough I can walk, or do I have to get a vehicle and drive out there? You could walk. Um, this is not a large compound. Um, all all of the buildings are fairly close to one another. Um, I mean, it's essentially you've got your ground vehicles in what amounts to the facility, the parking lot, and then uh, a little further down, like... A, a stone's throw really is just this swept concrete pad where uh, where the plane is, and then there's a, a large uh, tank that is next to it. It's it's a fuel tank essentially. It's it's using distant space fuel. Um, God, I forget what they even use uh, in the distant space future, but you know it's it's the fueler, and it works for the the plane and for all the vehicles. So you've got your own fuel station here. But it's it's walking distance easily, right. even in this heat. Then we'll walk down there. Um, what's the what's the this plane look like? Does it have like a back end loader to load stuff in? What does it look like? Uh, back door thingy that drops down to let it people does. In? It okay. does. It does have a back door. Um, so it and it lowers into a ramp. Uh, it is not large enough to carry vehicles. Unless it was like one of like the smaller ATVs or something, 
but it is in essence it is a squat box with a short beak nose which is where the cockpit is it's got two stubby wings over the center and then it's got four thrust nozzles at each corner and then three skids um that are its landing gear all right so chris is going to approach it uh from the back walking up that ramp and just kind of start looking around the cargo area just to see if, if there's any items of interest uh raymond what do you have back there See, in the cargo area, would it have been loaded up? Let's see. He's going to have various pallets with pie cargo that's being loaded up, getting ready to go to wherever it's supposed to go with our, our benighted backwater station. Uh, what else will be back there? There's probably going to be a, uh, a suitcase kind of nestled in between a few of those pallets where he keeps that, uh, that pistol of his. Back there? Yeah. Why not at the cockpit? Well, it's probably not. <laughs> he's Raymond's a bit aware that have, him having a pistol is maybe not the best idea, but he still wants to have one if he needs it. So when he gets ready to fly, he kind of pulls it out, and uh, you know, if he's not supposed to have it on any particular mission, you know, it, it's it's good for people not to necessarily know he's got it if he has it, and he maybe needs to not have it at a certain point in his life. He's 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 occasionally responsible, unless he forgets it back there. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, you've got pallets back there. Most of those boxes are empty. Um, Backwater Station doesn't really have anything that it provides other than uh, security and investigational talent to the other outposts. Uh, You're mostly a station that takes and does not give. Mm -hmm. But having the pallets there, the empty cases, you do spy the suitcase there. Uh, It is very clearly uh, Raymond's suitcase. It probably has some sort of kangaroo or something on it. (laughs) Right, big kangaroo, you know, the, the, the five-star thing. You know how they do. They got right. the... Anything else, I would need an observation roll, and then let me know how many successes you get. Sorry, the cat found a bug, and I had to kill the bug. Okay. I understand, believe me. Did <laughs> the cat, <laughs> the cat point at it? Like, this is a <laughs> fucking problem. Uh... <laughs> it is. She is just sitting there staring at it, and then looking at me, and just back at it. Uh, I'm going to do an observation roll. Ugh. Oof. I don't like these. these. Uh, what did you get? Uh, they're all empty. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, obviously, you don't really find uh, anything else. Everything looks to be not in order. Uh, I wouldn't say it, it looks out of place, because it all looks out of place. It's not organized. It's just stacked haphazardly back here. It's one of the many things you hate about this duty. Okay. Um, is uh, where would be the spot that Krista would need to, uh, like run in, uh, do diagnostics, and see if she can figure out what's where the issue is, why it isn't starting? Is it an electrical panel in the back? Is it something in the cockpit? Is it under the plane, under the hood? What's up? So there would be um, the the. The thrust, the the engine panels, the thrust, and all that stuff is in the bottom of the craft. There is a uh, a diagnostics panel that you can plug into that will, you know, run the check and say, all right, this is green, this is yellow, this is red. That is in the back of the plane. There is a second one 
that is up in the cockpit. I'm assuming that's what Raymond has used. All right. So the one in the back of the plane, I'm going to tap into that. I'm not acknowledging him. I'm not letting him know I'm here or anything. I'm just jumping on, plugging into that and figuring out the issue. Okay. Uh, yours comes back pretty quick because it's uh, happy to interface with the uh, system back there. Um, thrust is green. Avionics are green. It It is the ignition coil. So there is some kind of fault in the ignition coil. Um, it is not reacting to any commands. It is not starting. Uh, energy is going to it, but energy is not coming out of it. It is, right. for all intents and purposes, a dead unit. All right, so I'm going to go f where that is. I'm going to take it out and uh, go back to the parts shed and see if we have another one. Okay. Um, give me a heavy machinery roll. You're going to be able to do this no matter what, but the roll is going to tell me how long it's going to take you. I got four little marks. Four? That's four. really good. Mm -hmm. Apparently, this is something that happens on a regular basis or something because you knock off the panel and set it to the side and in no time at all, you've got the ignition coil out. It just slides right right out like it's on um, like it's on rails or something. It just presents itself to you. And you can see that there is a clip of metal. It looks like a piece of fence that has um, it's uh, shorted between the two ends of the coil. So it's basically arced itself and it blew the coil apart. Metaphorically, the coil is still intact, but the internals are, are scuffed on it. Yeah, it's it's broke. All right. right. So, yeah, we're going to. And you can smell, definitely smell like fried critter. Oh, did something come up and make a make a nest and and get die and die? Uh, run through a bird. Well, that's a good question. Um, you do have investigators on station. I'm sure that they could investigate. Uh, but we can go to the the spare parts store, which is yeah. no. it's close by. It's part of the armory building. Of course, the armory itself is separate. It's got a locked door. Nobody has access except for Rico. And it's exactly what you would expect it would be. Now, the next question I have is for you and for Dave. Who spends more time in there? In the armory? Specifically in the spare parts shed. Me. Uh, it's, well, yeah, it it's not work. me. I, I don't have any heavy machinery, so... Okay. So... You've you've seen this well before. It is well organized. The parts are all stacked. They are organized in the method of most used or otherwise most replaced. So you've got your stuff like your filters, your your plugs, your uh, your your mounting hardware, like all of that is up front. And then your ignition coils are in the front half because you've been blowing through coils on a regular basis. In fact. There's two or three boxes of these damn things that the company has sent that are set off to the side because it was found very quickly that this planet does not like ignition coils <laughs> or like it. It tolerates electricity, but it does not like it. All right. So get the get the new part and just 
go back and, and install it then. Yeah, and then you're going to... Oh, go on. Yeah, I was going to say, this takes maybe about 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's... A bad fix would take a shift. This is... Um, this is definitely not that. This is this is a turn. And a turn is basically between 5 and 15 minutes. So it takes you a turn to do with four successes. Okay. Uh, and then once I get that um, installed, I'll go back into the plane to the cockpit. All right, Raymond. Give it a go. All right. So you've lived up to your job title there. I'll crank it. Hit the button. And everything springs to light. All the lights come on. Power is reading green. The the vehicle hums to life like it's got a very pleasing hum to it. Like the the the, the vectored thrust is properly calibrated. There's no um, like deformities or or anything like that. It's like there's nothing blocking the thrust of the nozzles. Like it's it's good to go. It sounds while it looks like shit. It's very well maintained internally. Ah, oh, she's Ava, you're back and like lightly tap the dash. He'll look over at Chris. Uh, All right. I owe you. You did a right, you did a right good job there. And uh, I'll admit, that's a bit of a shit. Bit of a shit. And I'm a little hungover. So that's on me. Definitely owe you one. Uh, she's going to roll her eyes. Okay, Raymond. Um, maybe if you took better care. Of Ava, she'd perform better. Look, I can't help the environment we're in here. Okay, you know she's just doing the best she can, like like any of us. You know, I mean, uh, what what happened to her? What 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 did happen to uh, to Ava? You know, that that got her all uh, you know, tapped out like that. And she she blew a coil. Some, I don't know, something got in there. Critter, rodent. For all I know, you hit a bird. I don't know. Hit a bird? You think I hit a bird? Look. Whoever, you know, whoever made that manifold, it's just their bastard, okay? If if it was more constructed properly, things wouldn't be all flying in there now, would they? Alright, it's too hot to just sit out near a tin can. I'm going back inside. I agree to that. No power down, Ava. <sighs> What's that about some lunch? My treat, you know, for fixing up. Uh, sure. You want to buy lunch as long as it's not that gross porridge they're giving us. <sighs> See when funds are holding up. I'm so hungry, I can eat a horse and chase a jockey. All right, sure. Lunch it is. <sighs> Where's he going to buy lunch here? Here? Yeah. You're not. Yeah. Well, that would involve... <laughs> going to treat me a, to lunch. Right. That would involve oh. taking a flight or a drive. Oh, probably I'm the hoping, sunshine. I'm hoping that the character figured it out at the exact same rate <laughs> that you did. Yeah. It, right. Wait a minute. <laughs> getting lunch or whatever would be throwing the packet in the microwave. Yeah. He's going to microwave the packet. Mm. All right. I'm following you. Well, yeah, it's about 11, 11, 15 by this point. So it's a, it's a brunch. It's a brunch. Get some good meat packets. Oh, I got a 
I got to stop back at the office and let uh, Rico know I I fixed it. I got to I got to hit there first. All right, I'll wait, Tiff. I'm back with you package for you. Just remember, we got to be wheels up at about two thirty. Wheels up at two. What? I guess Vector's up. Why do I have to? Why? Why? Where am I going at two thirty? I don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, but what if the plane needs? What if Ava has the an paroxysm like she did? The hiccup. What if he needs somebody to load heavy boxes? Is what he's saying. <laughs> you take McDonald's with you. That's what I'm saying. All right. You know what? I'll talk about it with Rico, and then she just makes a, a beeline back to the the office. All right. He'll slide his shades down and walk the separate way. Fantastic. You guys are all great. <laughs> uh, in the office uh, before before Krista gets there, uh, the uh, the, com- the the communications array lights up again, and it doesn't give that that car alarm type of thing that seems to be entirely local, probably programmed by some ne'er do well who wants to piss people off. But uh, it just crackles to life without any any prior warning. And you hear, um, probably she's late middle age, but you hear a woman's voice um, come over the come over the speakers, and it's just calling out, um, a "Backwater Station, Backwater Station, are you there? Backwater, it's Nancy, Nancy at, at Sunshine, come in, Backwater." Oh, I'll just look over, see that there's still somebody else in the room. And hit the button. This is Backwater. Uh, Gibbs, is that you? It's Nancy. Uh, look, we're gonna... No, this, this is not Gibbs. This is Backwater. This is McDonald. How can I help you? Oh, oh, David. Right, David. That's good. Um, listen, uh, we've had something come up here out in Sunshine. We're gonna need uh, Gibbs to come by and take a look at it. Um something seems to have happened last night and there's a refrigerator in the middle of a field. As this is a radio, Nancy cannot see the look on Dave's face, but he looks over to Rico and is just like tilts his head in a questioning look. Is it hooked up to something? Well, no, it's just sitting there in the middle of the field. Okay. Is there anything in it? Well, that's the thing. We don't know. We can't open it. His confusion only deepens because it's a refrigerator. Like, why couldn't you open it? But he doesn't say anything because it's not worth his effort. Yeah, let me... uh, He sits up for the first time and starts looking for the correct buttons to patch this over to Gibbs. I'll get get Gibbs right over there. What are the... What are the coordinates? Um... So as you ask, um, and you're hitting the button to to send this to Gibbs, uh, you hear Nancy kind of call over her shoulder. Uh, That's right, Carl. Just go ahead and put them burgers down on the table. Oh, yeah, the coordinates are over here. And he gives the coordinates for uh, where this curious case has appeared. Now, because I'm stationed here and I've been stationed here for a while, when they say burgers, do they mean like... Space cow burgers. Well, see, that's the thing is that that's what you normally assume because that's what they've told you. But you've had those. Everybody there has had those. They're terrible. 
there's no way that they're voluntarily eating this stuff. But you know, they did just get a container from landing not too long ago. All right, we'll uh, we'll have somebody come right out, and then all I, right. Thank you, Backwater. He doesn't even like acknowledge that part. He's already like burgers. What the fuck. Uh, and we'll radio up Gibbs. Uh, so you hear a bit of an echo because Gibbs just came in after uh, finishing his uh, perimeter check. Uh, hey, uh, McDonald, what's up? So it came back in, like it came back in, is in the office. Yeah, in, into the office. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's just the sound of ripping paper as he scrapes, rips off the piece of notepad that he wrote down the coordinates and stuff. We got a, we got a thing we got to go check out. Rico, can you listen on the radio just in case? I don't know. He breaks the plane again. No, absolutely not. A refrigerator in a field that's unable to be opened i feel like this is a job that i need to keep my eyes on I'm it's a refrigerator in the field it's probably not even running unless that's how it got in the field but whatever i mean it can't be running somebody caught it there's a fridge in a field exactly yeah definitely an interesting interesting situation uh happening over there in sunshine uh we need to wait a few minutes anyway. Uh, there's something going on with the plane. We don't even have transportation yet. It's not some stupid prank, is it? I don't know, but, you know, we got to... And he waves the paper. We got to find out. He turns and looks up at the whiteboard and just, like, wipes his name off, rewrites it in, and then... At a timestamp at like 15 minutes from now for the duty roster, like if working the the phones, he then just writes in Chris's name to take over in like 15 minutes, which you know that it, it won't take that long to fix the plate. It breaks all the time. Grabs uh, his his officer work belt and uh, heads over to Terrio to Mr. Gibbs and to head out. Oh, I need to fill up my water bottle first. Good call, good call. And he goes to fill it up with you. Uh, quick question. If this is at Sunshine, do we have to fly to that, or is it drivable? And fly or drive. So, um, obviously, it will be quickest to fly. Um, driving will probably take an hour or two, and the ATVs don't really have enough fuel to get there if they don't have enough range to it. So it's either you can take uh, the paddy wagon, or you can take the helicopter. But we take the wagon, we can throw the refrigerator in the back. Throw the fridge in the back of the... If that's what it is. It, yeah, but then... Now that we're in the back filling up our water bottles and getting ready to go. Look, Sunshine said something about burgers, and we both know those Space Cow burgers suck, right? Burgers? Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's the real plan. That's why we're we're going, so... Gibbs, you know, Gibbs looks around a bit, make sure they're alone. In his uh, front pocket, he pulls out a little receipt, and it says that uh, yeah, some burgers were supposed to be shipped. Yeah, so yeah. so on um, one hand, maybe this 
refrigerators full of burgers and fell off a truck. On the other hand, maybe we bring this back to Sunshine since they're the one that called it in, and we get our hands on some of those burgers. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good plan. Do we we have any charcoal? From the last time we tried to cook the, you know, burgers? He puts in quotes. Uh, Yes. Um, I'm going to say that you do have uh, essentially what is a cleaned and re-welded 55-gallon drum that has been converted into a charcoal grill. You have used uh, airplane fuel to light this many times before. So, like, the bottom is blackened. It looks kind of thin, but it still holds heat very well. And it's got that grating, uh, like, it's not quite like deck plating or like deck grates that you'd see in, like, the Alien movies. But it's got that crosscut pattern that looks like it's it's more at home being under your feet than under your burgers. Okay. So... We'll get ourselves some of those burgers. But we also need some cheese. I hope they got some real cheese, too. As nice as that would be, I would just settle for some good meat right now. Uh, yeah, but I don't want to spoil the... I don't want to go half... Even if it's just like a, an American single. Just like something. Something. Only one way for us to find out. Yeah, alright. So... Do we want Ray in on this? Or should we take the paddy wagon? Look, Chris was over there, so if they got something, we'll bring it back. We can cut Ray in, but if she finds out what we're up to, it's a, yeah. gonna be a headache. Okay. Alright. Let's wagon it up then. Let's go. So Chris walks in to the building. Can you give me an observation roll real quick? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Dave, can you repeat the very last thing you said, like the very last half sentence? Um, I believe I it was, it would, it would cause more trouble for us. Yeah. It was something like that. It was like, it'll, you know, we don't want to deal with that. It'd be a headache. It would cause more trouble for us. Yeah. So those, that's what, Krissa catches a piece of as you walk back into the office. She drops the heavy toolbox on the table. What's going to cause a headache? This just We got another call from Sunshine that we're going to have to go take care of. Um, good news is, is you get to relax for a little bit and man the radio. No. All right. Well, uh, where, where's Rico? Rico? When yeah. Kristen yells like, for Rico, I, I tap Gibbs and I'm just like, come on, come on, let's go. Yeah, and Gibbs just kind of follows. I uh, got uh, Raymond's plane up and working. Where are you guys? We got that call for sunshine. Working. Yeah, we're taking the wagon. Why would you take we're the wagon? I just taking said I fixed the plane. The plane. The plane is fixed. We're taking the plane. I mean, we don't all need to go. Somebody needs to stay here for the radio. Yeah, I think that's your job. We're going to do an in-air diagnostic. Krissa, let's go. I, I just look at Gibbs like, help me out, Mayor Man. Uh, well, look, I mean, do we... What? Why is everyone going? I, I don't... 
I mean, do you all but, want to go on a check out a refrigerator in a field? There's a refrigerator in a field, and they called us to yeah. what? Move it for them? I don't know. That's no why idea. you, you want to. Ladies and gentlemen, please calm down. Please calm down. They don't know what's in it. Jesus. They couldn't open it. They can't open the. They can't open the refrigerator. They can't open we it. We need to. They specifically requested Gibbs come with us. Krissa, I thought you might like to check out the plane's air conditioning system while we went for a short little drive to visit the neighbors. No, yeah, let's let's hop in Raymond's plane. Let's let's fly over, get it. I mean, if they can't open it, there might be some. Let me grab my torch. I'll be right back. We'll all go. I got my cutting torch. She's off. She gets to use her torch. She's going to cut into this fridge. This is going to be great. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, it will. This is going to be great. There's not nothing else going on around here today. Can't we forward all of our calls? In fact, you could. There is at the station in the headquarters building, which that is where most of you are. There is a satchel radio. It's it's a you know one of those jobbies that the Colonial Marines like to take with them when they're out doing their their dangerous operations on alien worlds. But it's it can be forwarded to, or the the station's uh, array can be forwarded to that, and so you can just set up a relay and it'll automatically relay it to wherever you're going to be. It's something that you've all used before when you have to all go out and do something like when like when one of Nancy's herd disappeared and you had to go find it and then winch it back up out of this pit. You were all there. And then that's when, you know, Midnight called and said that something had gone wrong with their grain shipment. And really, it's not a lot to talk about there, but you've used it before. If it's that important to you, McDonald, that you would like to join with us bring the spare phone have all your calls forwarded to it as far as i remember it is still your turn looks subtly over his shoulder at the updated job board and i just shake my head and look at him sternly like come on man you know this all right you want to go lift some heavy ass refrigerator out in the middle of some field for some reason you know It'll be a it'll be a family activity. Well, that just sounds like fun when you put it that way, doesn't it? This is going to be wonderful. I don't know how many family activities you've had that have ever been fun. Not going to go there. We're just going to go make the best of it. And if it is, as you implied, a, a joke on us, well, all the better. Then I'll be there to officially write it up. Dave thinks loudly, just what we need. Just what you need. All right, my intrepid marshals, what's the plan? Ah, Chris is just loading stuff into this, the back of this plane now. She's tanks and hoses and toolbox. It's cramming stuff. Well, we have um, have a pickup in the afternoon, don't we? For um, at... The, what's it called? Sunshine Station? Yeah, you do. So can we do the pickup early, perhaps? So we'll go to Sunshine Station first, talk to them there, figure out what's going on, and then we can 
on the way I go to the refrigerator. How's that sound, guys? I think the refrigerator is like right outside of Sunshine, right? It would be, yes. Oh, so we just drop, we just land in Sunshine and walk over. Pretty much, yes. All right, to Sunshine. Okay. So has anybody told Raymond that he's supposed to fly them to Sunshine? No. We're just all coming back, the whole family. All right, I mean, perfect. It's right around the corner, so it's really, you know, not that much of a big deal. All right, Raymond, you've got your, you've got your microwavable packet. Yeah, he, he dutifully microwaved both packets. Okay. You know, he didn't forget. Not a total asshole. And he's taking his nicely microwaved up meat packet and just tilting his head back and just squirting it directly into his mouth. I imagine, like, you know, it's like a tube of toothpaste looking kind of thing. Just blah, right in there. <sighs> and he's just going to chew it, you know? <sighs> he's very self satisfied that if you just put a little bit less water than it says on the packet, you get kind of a a chew going, you know, you just really get in there and get it. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah, it is. <sighs> and that being satisfied, he'll, you know, I guess he's, he's, he was looking for Krissa and she didn't show him. So he's going to, I guess, uh, <laughs> he don't want to leave it there. So he'll, he'll pick it up, walk with it, decide what to do with it. All right. So you're going to wander outside and you see everybody converging on Eva. Huh. This is, uh, I'm a bit late for the pride. We'll, we'll head We're that all way. walking up Top Gun style. <laughs> yes. Uh, wait. Uh, what you folks up to? Wait, the whole gang together. I thought you were on the plane. No, I mean, it's sort of his natural environment, but it's, I'm not there all the time. I had to get me lunch. Or a bit of a brunch, if you will. Well, wait, Chris, huh? he'll toss up the, uh, the, the warmed up packet. In her direction. She'll catch it, tear it open, and consume. You know, I make it a little bit less water than you actually, uh, I mean, it says on the packet, delicious. Really yeah. feel the uh, the gluten in it, you know. Curly brings out the chalkiness. Yeah. Thanks. Welcome. Anytime. So, why's well, everybody together? We got the whole sort of uh, whole fam family in. Uh, yeah, we got a call to go to Sunshine. Oh, already? Yeah, it's a bit early. Yeah. Oh, Christ. And he's, he's going to apply his tablet and check the weather. Is it any different than where we are right now? Uh, it is not. It is sunny, nary a cloud in the sky. It is hot. And it is dry. <sighs> it's having a bit of a cooler environment in by degree, but guess not the case. So what, uh, what sort of sprung up all of a sudden out of you? A fridge in a field. Right, she's gonna look at him it. stupidly. And they can't open it. They can't open it. It's a fridge in a field. It's sort of a whole mystery, isn't it? I'm sure yeah. the climate the climate will be much better on route. And I just kind of pass by and enter the plane cockpit. Well, well do we get to keep it? If the damn thing runs. I don't mean out in the field, you know. And he'll like slap Chris a like on the shoulder because of how hilariously great that, that joke was. Uh, and if everyone we can plug it up, you know, sort of cool off with it, made a sort of uh, a cool box. We're gonna cut that thing into pieces. We're not, it's not gonna be usable. 
I guess a direct approach. Oh, well. Guess we shouldn't, Terry. He'll uh, walk his way up into the cockpit. <sighs> okay. The flight to Sunshine will take about 20 minutes. And as you can see from the cockpit, really, because there really are no windows uh, on this aircraft, it is flat. It is boringly flat. There is nothing but crops and dirt. And you can see from the cockpit the the dirt roadway that stretches from backwater station, goes in two directions, and then splits off into multiple other directions. Uh, from your vantage point, as you gain altitude, you can look to... Um, far distance and where you would normally see uh, the agricultural station you don't see anything there like it looks like a bunch of like a dust cloud like a whole bunch of people are like driving up there and in your in your HUD display in front of you you will see the growing town of Sunshine and Sunshine is built kind of like the Marshall Station, like Backwater Station, but on a much larger scale. It doesn't have the metal walls as much because they keep on having to spread them out, and so they have the same size wall. It kind of gets smaller and smaller as they go farther and farther out. Um, they have a larger landing pad for larger aircraft, still nothing space-worthy, but uh, carries more cargo than your own plane does. Down there, you can see there's several standard shipping containers. One of them looks to be plugged into a uh, into a building, and you can only surmise that that's a ref that's a refrigerator in in a cargo container. There are multiple housing blocks. We'll say there's probably uh, maybe about 150 people here at this time in this in this outpost. It's it's growing quickly uh and as you fly across you don't see anything that suggests there's a refrigerator in a field but as you radio in nancy will give you the clearance to land at the landing pad what questions do you have about sunshine is it bigger than backwater vastly so backwater station has five people this place has 150 do we smell burgers on the air grilling? You smell... Uh, you do not smell burgers grilling on the air. You get a mixture of manure, of what smells like sugar cane, and industrial oil and industrial fuel, because you just landed. Does Eva have windows that we could have looked at while we were in transit? No. Okay. I, I guess that's the end of my questions then. Okay. Anybody else? So we're we're in sunshine to do the the pickup, right? But we're not not the refrigerator yet. That's out in the outskirts or something. Correct. Okay. So we're just going to pick up with stuff. Gotcha. <sighs> I think uh, we'll uh, yeah. Raymond the radio Nancy like so. How long is it going to take to get us all loaded up and uh, we can get out of here? 
uh, Nancy will radio back. Well, what do, what do you mean? Your pickup's not going to be for another few hours. Oh, I see. You want to make the pickup early since you already came out here. Well, it's probably going to take you some time to figure out the refrigerator, but we'll be sure to have everything spick and span and all squared away by the time you all are done. <sighs> all right. You're telling them not to hit me plane, right? Yeah, sure. And it sounds like her Lexi's chewing on something. You ready for lunch already? Uh, no, no, nothing like that. All right. <sighs> See? Well, uh, with that, uh, you know, Raymond will uh, go to that compartment where the fire extinguisher was, grab that green bag, like a satchel, put it around his uh, spat, kind of halfway under his jacket, head toward the cargo hold of the plane, and uh, he will uh, head out. And then, shit, ugh, I forgot. He's going to head back and uh, look around, look left, look right. He's going to get that container with the pistol and, uh, you know, pull it out, shove it in the holster uh, that's with the case. He just takes it out, puts it on, puts it on the side. Yeah, I'm supposed, supposed to have it. Okay. Got to get full drift for the town, you know, he says to himself, and uh, then proceeds out. Important question. Could we all hear that phone call? Yes. If I, I will say right now, because this amuses me, if it comes over the radio, unless somebody specifically says that they're turning the volume down so only they can hear it, everybody can hear it. That's in the area. Okay. All of you can hear it if you're there. Cool. I like that. That will make <laughs> ease of life. Right. Uh, yeah. So, go ahead. Shoot. Um. Do you still have the, Do you have the paper with the coordinates on the thing? I. You gave it to me. I. I think I dropped it. Or I left it back at Backwater. Oh, uh, let's go get the information from Nancy, and then we can radio out to everybody. Yeah, that sounds good. Where uh, is Nancy located? Like, do they have a separate uh, comms building? Or would she also be in, like, the office administration building? Nancy, as a dispatcher, would be in the administration building's office. Um, she is actually uh, the chief dispatcher for for uh, for Sunshine and is also uh, the administrator's wife. The administrator, uh, Carl, is well-known for his adroit handling of this outpost and is personally responsible for growing it to the size that you see. Kind of a hard-ass, though. That's how they get all the good shit. It also helps that uh, Carl's father, Carl Sr., is also a a higher-level administrator at Landing. All right. Well, as we're getting our things together to head over there um, as the ranking officer. I'm kind of grumbling about how loose and fast our team decides to um, make up their own decisions on what and when they do. Just a little grumble, you know, but trying to make it very positive to, you know, look at us on this lovely little adventure. Um, Carissa, I know we're going to need your help getting into this. refrigerator. Ray, I really, I know that it pains you not to just disappear, but if you could stick 
by the plane. We need to be in communication with one another. You have some time to kill, take a nap or clean this place up or something. Um, Gibbs, you need to talk to Nancy first and foremost, get to her whole story, figure out why they can't open it. That just does not seem, seem to make sense. And McDonald, help Krista, please carry something heavy. Sure. Let me just go get a, a dolly and some straps. See, already thinking. This is the kind of like go get itness teamwork that we should, you know, be doing. That's how we're going to turn our little rinky dink shithole into something maybe a little bit better, like this. Yeah, Gibbs walked away halfway through that conversation. <laughs> nice. Still doing a good job. Come on, team. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, all right. I think we're playing for a bit. More to the radio. Make sure no one steals it. All right. Splitting the party. So we've got Dave and Krissa. We've got Rico and Gibbs. And then we've got Ray, correct? Is it Rico That's and what I Gibbs? Heard. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going with you to get to the bottom of this. Because if they're playing a joke on us, right? Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Let's start with Krissa and Dave. You have received your orders. What are they? To go get equipment to move this heavy refrigerator, which means I'm going to have to go find Nancy and uh, get access to their supply sheds and stuff to get, you know, dollies and other important things. And you could just call it in. I could, but I still have to go there. And if I need a physical fob or key or something, it's just... It's just easier to go find out wherever she is. Okay, so you're just going to be still walking right next to Rico and Gibbs and Krissa, all going to the same place. No, Krissa is heading toward the coordinates of the the fridge. Okay, I Didn't see. He say what they were? I mean, I know he left the... He doesn't have the actual... We have a radio. Just call Nancy. Nancy, what are the coordinates again? Krissa just wants to find out where this fridge is so she can go and start cutting it up. Like Who's got word. the radio? Dave's got the radio. Dave, are you calling it? Dave, just call and find out where the coordinates are. But we're still going to need to get. Just have them to... send somebody. They've uh, got how many? Pe- they've got some way more personnel than we do here. Have them run runs the equipment out to us. If they were going to run the equipment out to us, don't you think they wouldn't have called us to go check out a refrigerator? <clears throat> Look, I don't know if you got a crush on Nancy or what, but if you are dead set on going in there because you have to see her go right ahead i'm going to the fridge so how about this how about you call nancy tell her you're on your way get me those coordinates and then you can go do what you want to do and i'll go do what i need to do this is why we were going to take the van in the first place i don't know what you and gibbs are doing all i know is i have a chance to use my torch and i'm using it now get me the coordinates please Call up Nancy. Yeah, this is... Oh, that's good. Hey, this is Sunshine. This is Nancy. Hey, what did you say those coordinates were? Oh, is this David? David, did you... Are you Are you going to go check that out right now? That's great. Yeah. Uh, Chris is going to go out there. She wants to have people meet her out there with equipment. Uh, I'm going to come get some equipment, and she just needs the the coordinates. You're 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 all 
you're you're both okay. One one second, and she cuts the line. Like and puts me on hold or hangs up on me. Hangs up on you. I look over to Krissa. Hmm. How about that? And then the radio crackles back to life. She sounds a little hurried. Oh, sorry, Beth. Sorry about that, David. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. This is Nancy. Uh, listen, here are the coordinates, and she'll rattle off the coordinates again. They're really rushed and hurried, but you you can tell where you're supposed to be going. Um, uh, whatever equipment you need, that's fine. Um, we we've sent the the deactivation to. You won't need a fob or anything. It's they're they're in the shed in the usual spot. You can just go out there and pick it up. That's fine. Right. So you're not sending anybody out here with the equipment? You want us to get it? Well, yes. That's why That's why we called you. Why did you call us? You Because you've there's a fridge. People here. You've there's got people a... here, Nancy, that can do this. Why'd you call us, Nancy? There's a refrigerator in the field. Yeah, and apparently this is a catastrophic event for Sunshine, but I'm trying to figure out why. It's There's, there's just a refrigerator in a field. Nancy, I'm going to walk away and I'm going to leave this refrigerator right here if you don't tell me why you called us. Because we can't we can't get it open and look. Yeah, it, it's really weird that there's a refrigerator in a field. But what is even weirder is that we aren't missing any refrigerators in the buildings. Everything's accounted for. So is everybody at Sunshine afraid that this refrigerator just wandered over here all on its own? And you guys are just afraid of it? Well, it's passing strange. And we have a colonial marshal and a team of colonial marshal adjuncts who are paid by the United America's Colonial Association to handle these problems. And if you don't mind, we are staying inside until it is solved. I'm going to look at David and, and like do that hand motion across your throat, like cut it. All right, Nancy, we're going to be uh, heading on our way to the shed now. We'll, we'll keep you in, in the loop. Okay, thanks. Sunshine out. Yeah, backwater out. And just... Doesn't that seem weird to you, McDonald? They refuse. They won't even come out here. It's a refrigerator, for God's sake! It's a refrigerator. It's just an that appliance they, that they can open. But how did they? They had to come out to the fridge to see to try to open it, and now they refuse to come back out here again. Maybe now you've realized why I want to go find Nancy. Why? So you can go hide in whatever building she's in, eating burgers too, while I deal with the mess. I was going to bring you one. He's lying. Yeah, you don't need an observation role for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You were going to bring me that. You were going to bring me the, the doll. You're going to bring all the stuff I need, aren't you? Okay. You know what? I'm done. I'm done. I got my coordinates. I'm going. You guys, you go wherever you want. I don't care. I know Rico told you to stick with me and help, but I think you're a bigger help when you're at least 200 yards away from me. He just... Shrugs. Look, I'm going to get to the bottom of this, so, you know, let's find out. And she is going to figure out how to get all of this equipment with her to this refrigerator. 
while you see nobody around except for yourselves, there is equipment that is still there. It's been set aside like, you know, everybody took off for lunch and they'll be back any minute. Is there stuff here that is better quality than the things we have back at Backwater? Absolutely. All right. Anything that is like person carryable that, you know, maybe a couple of tools. Absolutely. You know. There are so on on the on the landing pad itself, you've got dollies that are like the stand-up type used to carry boxes. You've got the larger ones that are used to carry crates. Um, there are a pair of power loaders that have that carry the really big stuff. Um, there are you know there there's a couple of toolboxes on like crates and stuff that's near some of like the equipment like they were in doing maintenance. But you know that most of the hand tools and stuff would be in the actual like maintenance shed where where the part storage would be. But if nobody's around, I mean, nobody is around, especially not Krissa who just left. Correct. Krissa's got a little dolly that she can use to hollow all her stuff out there. Yeah, no, there's just some light industrial thievery going on. Okay. You are you are able to to pilfer odds and ends and tools. It's a resupply. I don't know how this thing got lost in there. Sure. Uh, I definitely get Raymond involved in assisting with loading some stuff up because it's his plane after all. It is his plane. Does he reach out? Does he, yeah. Do you actually say it? Oh, sorry. Uh, well, Raymond was 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 half with it. Oi, what? Hey, uh, we're here to resupply, right? And he just looks around at all of the stuff. Right, I follow you. With a wink and a nudge, you know, we start loading it up. All right, all right. Give me some karma somewhere. And uh, look, I'll be quick stopping town after that, all right, mate? You should hold the plane down. Hello? Hi. I'm still here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I didn't hear whatever it is he said. Well, he said, um, well, I'll help you out. Get some good calm for you. But uh, would you mind holding the plane down for a bit after that? I've got to run to town for a second. Yeah, sure. Uh, I can do that. <laughs> all right. And he'll take the uh, leather jacket off. He's just got his uh, his wife beater on. Wait one second. He'll reach, like, wrestle around inside the cockpit before he emerges out and he finds some, some speed stick. Quickly gives the old the old once-over. All right. Let's do it. Head out and start trying to lift some boxes. Presumably. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the wonderful, uh, that, that, that great speed stick smell is now in the cockpit. Speed stick. Both of you give me a heavy machinery roll. Still not worrying about stress. I forget what the the teamwork assistance thing is. Uh, teamwork assistance would be um, the way I'm going to run it is whoever's going to assist rolls their roll and any successes would be added to your pool. Okay. Well, I guess now since he's rolled, I'll just... Okay. So I didn't get anything. One success between the two of you. Okay. So it is, unless you get more help, going to take you all afternoon because nobody else is out here to help you. 
usually sunshine uh loading staff would get this into the back as quick as you like you know sometimes they even use that power loader to to walk up and just put the thing right in the back so nobody has to lift it in but you all have to lift it out later but you don't have that <sighs> it's holding it looks in it yeah maybe we should have used that loader uh, look over loader ah uh. Christ. Yeah. I'll go to town for a bit. Take a rest. I think I have somebody owes me a favor. Maybe we can get him to help us out. How secure is this bike area? Like, I don't know what the, what the security levels are as far as someone being on the plane. Uh, I mean, you don't see anybody around. All right. There's always some light thievery that goes on, but like, Typically, people have to be around for that, and nobody is. Like, it, it literally is like everybody just fucked off and went on lunch. So, I mean, if you want to lock the plane up, go for it. If you want Dave to keep loading because he's watching it, he's right there, go for it. Otherwise, you know, probably shouldn't leave it unlocked, but if you do, I doubt anything's going to happen to it. Well, he's telling Dave just to, like, take a, take, take a breather in the plane for a minute. He's going to run into town and, uh, yeah, try to get some help. If somebody owes me a favor in town, I'm going to see if I can cash it in and get them to help us out. All right, uh, I'll just leave me with the keys in case I gotta lock it up. <sighs> it's gonna like pause. All right, but look, it's emergency use only. Do not, I mean, do not fly or attempt to fly or move the plane. All right, you can think about it. Don't look, do I've it. got like 20 hours in the simulator. I know it can't be that hard. It's incredibly difficult. This is why I wanted to take the the wagon. All right, but I didn't want I didn't want one scratch on Ava when I return. Okay, I didn't want any more scratches on Ava when I return. So take a breather, chill out a bit, get yourself a little bit of rest. We're back on a jiffy. You got it. And Link and uh, pitching the keys, and he will go into town to uh, find his buddy. All right. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to let's go to Krissa. It's uh not a far walk. Um, you're lugging your your gear behind you, and of course nobody's around to hear you bitch about it. Uh, but it doesn't take long to get through. You know, down the main thoroughfare, hang a left. And then um, once you're outside the quote-unquote city limits, uh, you see that there is, uh, it's not like smoke, but more like, you know, steam. There's vapor coming up from where the coordinates are listed. And there you see, like, just like augered into the ground at an angle is a refrigerator. It is one of the heavy-duty, you know, we carry a lot of stuff. Uh, in this and lock it down refrigerators. Is it like standard issue on a planet like this? All the uh, all the outposts have this kind of yeah refrigerator. It is. Okay. All right. Uh, so she'll walk up to it. She'll take note. It's got to have a serial number. That'll tell us where it's at because they keep track of all their equipment. We should know where it came from so we can figure out how it got here. But yeah, try to open the door. Uh, see what's impeding that. Is it 
the door handle damage? Is it because it's partly in the ground? What? Uh, so give me an observation roll. I already know what you're going to, to generally find, but I would like to know how many more details you're going to get. Okay. No more details. No more details. <laughs> so, um, you're looking at this refrigerator and you find where the serial number should be. And the, the label is damn near burned off, but you can get a partial and you're able to send that in. While you're looking at this thing, it has taken a beating. It's covered in what looks like scorch marks. Um, it's dented in the corners like it's been rolled. Um, it is half covered in mud. And the doors, like the latch has broken off and it's like the, the door itself has almost been fused shut. And there are... Uh, a bunch of micro perforations in it in which vapor can kind of come out but otherwise like you don't really see anything else with this okay so we'll be very careful with this but we're gonna uh get the the cutting torch out and we're gonna light that up with our with my 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 personal lighter get that going and we're just going to, I want to be able to find, I want to like cut a piece of it out so I can see inside. Cause I want to make sure that it's not like a problem. You know what I mean? I want to check what's inside before I like rip the door off. You know what I mean? Uh, go ahead and give me a heavy machinery roll. Beautiful. Three successes. Uh, you're able to. Knowing what you know about these refrigerators, because they're Weyland-Yutani standard issue, you know that there's essentially a quote-unquote access panel that you can cut in where it's not going to damage the contents of the fridge, um, but you can still see inside. And it's going to take you no time at all, uh, five minutes, you know, a, a turn in order to cut that hole and pull the metal away and look inside a body. I'll kind of listen just to see if I hear any kind of breathing. I can't imagine since this thing's banged up that anybody would be living inside. So you you take a listen in there. And I mean, this body is small. Um, probably like adolescent flop of brown hair. Um Loose clothes, uh, looks like what might be a skateboard or something is like half stuffed in here. And you're 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 kind of like shining your flashlight down there and taking a look. And you see him move. And he starts to sort of like shift a bit, and you hear a groan and then the kid stops moving again, like comes to goes back unconscious type of thing. But somehow this kid is alive, locked in a fridge that has to be cut open. All right. So she's she's going to go into uh, in, into work mode. She's going to just kind of reassure the kid, even if he can't hear her because he's unconscious. I'll get you out of there. I'm getting you out of there. And then she's going to start cutting to uh, at least get him more air 
uh, but she wants to try to get him out, but she needs to see what his condition is. Sure. Uh, with three successes on your heavy machinery roll, I'm going to continue to use that. Um, you are able to carve this fridge away so you can get it open and actually get him out. And when you finally do, you'll see that, yes, he is indeed unconscious. Um, he smells of fuel oil and of something else. It's not anything you've really smelled before. It's like uh, acidic, almost. Um, his clothing is all relatively intact. He does have um, a large bruise on his head. He's got some bumps there. Um, honestly, he is mostly bruised as if he's been, you know, thrown over a mountain. Okay. Uh, I have nothing wise, but I can attempt. Uh, you can make the attempt. Ooh, I got one. Got one. Uh, so with what knowledge you do have, um, he's stable. He's probably concussed. It's going to be difficult to wake him up. And uh, it's, it would do better to get him back to back to town. Uh, Sunshine's got a doctor's office. They've got, you know, hospital beds there. You can set him up there and he'll be. Uh, where we were, there were like vehicles you said that were just hanging around because it looked like people left for lunch and they'll be back later. Right. Were there any, anything that I could use to transport this kid? Yes. All right. Then I'm going to run back to that and then drive it back, load him up and take him in. Okay, you're able to find the first available conveyance to be able to do that, and it's okay. not an issue. You, you'd be gone maybe five minutes. Okay, once I load him up and start driving him in, that I believe that means I have to leave the cutting torch and all the tools there. Unless you load it all under the conveyance, yes. Yeah, I, I don't think that would be something she'd do. I think she would take, say, the human life. Okay. She then yes. Them later, so she's gonna just get him loaded up and start going in. And uh, she has a radio, obviously, so she's gonna start calling uh, Sunshine, saying that she's bringing uh, a body into medical. Okay. Uh, so everybody is going to hear Chris's call, including Nancy, and Nancy's going to come back saying, uh, "Backwater, this is Sunshine. Another one." An another what do you mean another one uh, this is the one that was in the fridge you couldn't open and Where there's there's the hush like somebody's covering like the microphone and you kind of hear this half whisper so she's, she says it was in the fridge and then there's some like mumbling that's that's off uh off mic and she comes back and says look um medical is going to be open when you get there just go ahead and and, and bring them on in Okay, well, let the person on staff know he's, you know, concussed, lots of bruises, probably dehydrated. I I don't know what else. I, I'm I'm not a doctor, so just let them know, you know, to be ready. All right. Well, well, they'll be ready. And and off you speed towards the uh, towards the medical center. Um, Gibbs and Rico. You are heading towards administration. 
Yep. So we get to administration. Uh, do we have to like do it to just open, or is there a fob, or like do we have access? The administration building is much larger than yours. Obviously, it's a it's a three story affair. It's very pretentious. It's got a a larger antenna on top of it than yours does. Um, there are multiple uh, points of ingress into this facility. All of them are locked down, as in locked. You can't get in there. Um, you are you do not have fob access. And there is the intercom buzzer uh, next to the main entrance that allegedly somebody will answer if you were to push on it. I pushed the buzzer dejectedly, though. This is, you know, way nicer than our little space. I, I have six people, right? There's six. That's not, not nearly enough. It's not. It's an afterthought. This backwater station. Anyway, uh, the buzzer rings, and then uh, you will hear a uh, a gruff voice, definitely male, uh, late middle age. Uh, it comes on the intercom speaker. Says, "Yeah, what do you want?" Uh, hi, it's Cox and Gibbs here. We're here to see Nancy. We want to see Nancy for. Hold on, and you hear like the click as you're put on hold. Only it's done sloppily, so you can still hear him like shuffling papers and stuff. And be like Cox, Gibbs, Cox, Cox, and then you hear this: "Hey, Nancy, somebody's at the door for you." What? I said somebody's at the door. Then after a second, uh, the intercom will pick back up, and you'll hear Nancy. It's like this is Nancy. Who's who's this? Cox and Gibbs. We're here to see you about the refrigerator. Uh, I needed to pick up uh, some paperwork. We're playing a house call today. All, all of all of you came. Oh dear. Um. Okay. Just just one second. Let me let me run down there and un, unlock the door. And you'll hear the the intercom click back off, and it'll be several minutes before. Nancy comes down and she's wearing uh, a really loose fitting top like you'd see like almost like a suit jacket you'd see from the 80s. that's like super huge with the shoulder pads and everything. And she's got heavy eyeliner and long nails. The crow's feet have not done her uh, any favors, but she goes over and, and buzzes the door open and opens the door and gives you this half smile and says, come on in. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been too long, Nancy. How are you, darling? Oh, well, you know, aside from the fridge, I think things are going great here. Well, you look absolutely lovely. I don't know how you managed to do it. Well, that's just my secret. One of these days, I'm going to get you to give them up. You know it. I want to look half as good as you. <laughs> uh, you're always such a kidder. Oh, I'm being honest. Now, tell me all about this fridge. And you did um, get the request for those com logs I asked you for. Uh, let's grab them and you just spill all the deets. Oh, well, I don't know about the com logs yet. Those are all locked out and I have to talk to Carl. Of course, Carl's been out and about, so I haven't seen him. 
you're the one that runs this place. We all know that. I mean, you look like you run the place. Oh, you're a, you're a sweetheart. Um, well, I don't know if I can get them to you right this minute, but we're going to try. But here, here's the deal with the fridge, right? So, um, when, when Earl, uh, who, who owns the field, Earl woke up this morning, he, he called in that there was a refrigerator and somebody put it in his field. We thought, oh, well, some of the kids must have found a way to get out there and uh, drop it off in the middle of the field. It's a great joke. Maybe, uh, say a space cow took it and, well, Carl went on up there and looked at the fridge and tried to open it, couldn't came back and said it was the darndest thing because, well, it was a refrigerator in a field. And then Carl left and he started going around looking at all the houses and he couldn't couldn't find any missing refrigerators. And, uh, you know, it's people just start, started being real quiet about it. We'd knock on the door and ask to see the fridge and the first couple of houses. Yeah, that wasn't a problem. And then. You know, three or four houses on, I, I guess everybody took an early lunch or something because just it was it was the devil's own time trying to get anybody to answer the door. That is funny, though, you have to admit. Excuse me, is your refrigerator running? <laughs> Catch it. <laughs> and here you are. You caught it. You, you have caught it, right? Uh, sorry, you you said you couldn't people weren't at home or per- people weren't available to be reached. What, what do you mean? Were they at work? Well, yeah, that's what you think, but you don't see anybody out there. And well, we did get a, a shipment in and everybody got right excited and probably went home to, to have a good lunch for once. Cause you know, the, the, the resource packets that we get that round meal, uh, but uh, no, I haven't been able to, to talk to anyone, but you and well, it, this was right odd, so I figured the the marshals of backwater should should come out and see this. That is odd. Were there footprints, or do you think it fell from the sky in the middle of the night? Well, if it had fallen from the sky in the middle of the night, you'd think we would have heard it. But no, we just woke up in the morning, and there it was. I mean, it's a fridge. I'm more concerned about people are just missing. No, they can't be missing. Well, look here. And she'll lead you to the administrator panel. And you all know that in the alien universe, everybody has, you know, a tracker. It's, you know, like their employee badge or um, a subdermal tracker that's that's implanted in everybody's hand. You know, Mark of the Beast type of shit. Says, look. There's uh, 155 signals here. There's the five of you, and um, here's one there heading to Tequila Sunrise. There's one over here heading back from from where the fridge was. There's there's one down here, and uh, looks like he's he's mucking around in the maintenance shed. And then of course you both are here, and then you can see that everybody's you know there's folks in the bar, there's folks at home. It's just nobody's nobody's wanting to talk right now. Okay. And you've had heard no other news of anything happening on why people would suddenly just stop talking? He is going to fix Gibbs with a look and bald-faced lie and say, I have no idea whatsoever why they would not want to talk to us. All right. Give me an observation roll. 
I'm just I'm thinking it's meant as because they're the administrators uh, two hits. So right off, that is a good explanation of it. The second thing is, as you're looking, um, kind of looking at her, if you look, she's got something between her teeth. Looks like a piece of lettuce. Maybe some American cheese, a sesame seed. All right. Um, okay, we can look into that a bit. Do you have our um, the, the manifest for what we're supposed to be taking back? Uh, yeah, of course. I've, I've got it right right over here. And she's going to turn and she's going to go to her desk and she's going to start going through her filing cabinets to find the manifest. And please grab me those comp cat com logs i just i need them there's there's something there i just i just need to go through it uh, oh sure honey sure sure thing uh let me get this first and after a minute she'll come back with the um with the manifest that is supposed to be loaded and hands it over to gibbs and then turns around and heads towards a separate room. And that separate separate room, excuse me, is um, the door is reinforced, but you see it says on the on the door computer mainframe. And she heads in there and the door closes behind her. So Gibbs wants to go through the manifest and check if there's anything about burgers on it being sent to There's absolutely nothing about burgers on this manifest for backwater station. Uh-huh. There's the usual, um, there's, you know, first aid kits, there's uh, various liquids. It looks like you're getting your beer ration this week. Um, protein packets, round meals. Um, the closest thing to cheese that you see is some pasteurized cheese food product. Looks like there's a spray can of it. Okay. Anything else you're looking for while it's just you two in the administration room? Yeah, I'm looking for these files that I need. What the hell? Is there any like pile when she was filtering through, flaking through her files? Did I notice anything? Give me an observation roll. So you start flipping through stuff and... You're going fast, you're not seeing anything, you're not seeing anything, and then there's something off to the side that catches your eye, and it is a a tape. Like uh like almost like a one of the old, old, like way back in ancient earth history of VHS tape. And it it's just kind of, you know, sitting, it's half hidden under a bunch of other files. But you can see that the carrying case for it has a date that's written on it. And that date that's written on it is the day of the transmission that you're looking for. I'm going to grab that for sure and stuff it. Okay. Um, so are we in like the communication room where she has the radio or just in the administration building in general. You're in the administration building in general. It looks like she would be coming into the main, uh, the mainframe room is also where like uh, the computer records and stuff are stored. And then there's the actual like comms room, which is adjacent to the administration floor that you're on. All right. So Gibbs is going to head to the communication room. 
Okay. I'm just going to take a quick look around there for any more evidence of burgers or um, actually checking if there would be a shipping manifest of things that came to the planet. Oh, okay. I will need another observation roll. And I will allow you to push that roll and reroll your failures at the cost of one stress. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's all my dice get rerolled. Plus the stress roll. Oh, plus the one stress, sorry. Yep. Uh, just one extra die. Okay. Two hits. So as you're looking through, you know that you would not find anything manifest that would be coming down from orbit, not here, that would be stored landing uh, at the main Weyland-Yutani administration building. But you do find a folded letter on a table that is by the, uh, the, the radio room, the communications array. And it's got um, a flowery handwriting on it. It's cursive. It's very easy for you to read. And it just says, Carl Jr., comma, I hope you and Nancy enjoy the things we sent you this week. Shipment came down from orbit, filled with stuff that we miss, and just know that I miss you too, and I know you're doing a great job. Loves and kisses, Carl Sr. All right, Gibbs will pocket that. And then, uh, yeah, if there's nothing else of major note in here, he'll, uh, uh, he'll, yeah, head out. Okay, you're leaving the administration building? Uh, not the administration building, just back into the main hallway. Ah, okay. With, uh, where Rico is. Yeah, on the administration floor. Uh, Rico, is there anything else you're looking for? No, I'm just waiting for her to come back and, you know, spend all my love, just try and charm her to death so that we can get the hell out of here. Okay. Well, before long, the mainframe room will, door will slide open and Nancy will sashay back out. She says, I, I've got the thing started. It's not going to be ready today. There's a lot of communications during the time period you gave me, but tomorrow we should have the whole thing. Unless something happens, like an ion storm or lightning strikes the tower or something else, I think we can get a buy without without Carl Jr. saying anything about uh, not sending out these transmission logs. It should be fine. It should be fine. It's just, I mean, are you are you sure you can't get it for me today? Not not even a little bit. You know, uh, we have maybe an hour or two, I think, before we're loaded up to get home. Uh, but you sure you can't help me? Oh, sweetie, I'm positive. It's as fast as the mainframe will go. We don't have oh. one of those Mother 3000s. Oh, wait, wait. I, you do. I think you have something in your teeth. Would you? you is that? She, she brings her hand up to, up to her face, and then you see her eyes widen. And then after a second, she'll put her hand down. She says, oh, it's nothing, honey. There's nothing there. I checked. Look like like green to me. Did you did you see that, Gibbs? I did. Um, did you have a good burger, uh, Gibbs, sweetie? I don't know what you're talking about. 
You don't know. You know, um, I have a uh, reason to believe that Carl Sr. may have sent down some good burger meat. Oh, Gibbs. You know that we'd share with you if that had happened, and it surely didn't. We don't have anything like that in Sunshine. Real burger meat? Like, real? Not not the, the ball? Well, you see, and he fiddles through his, into his pocket and goes, I have a receipt here for burger meat being sent to sunshine um i've requested it numerous times it's nowhere on my manifest uh we overheard talk on the radio about burgers and i found a lovely letter here and he pulls out in his other pocket about um carl senior sending down some something nice for you and Carl. So, uh, that's some interesting evidence. Are you saying that you think you have evidence that Administrator Hardy's and I have been acting maliciously in terms of withholding supplies? Is that what you are insinuating? I mean, I should certainly hope not. Especially, like, like I said, in an hour, is there any way you could grab that in, in like an hour? And we'll forget any of this nonsense happens because really there's like, it's circumstantial at best, right? You'll huff a huge sign, a sigh. Fine, I'll see if I can speed them things up. There's some other record keeping that was taking priority. I'll just switch things around and she storms into the mainframe room and shuts the door behind her. It shakes when it closes because she slammed it. Hey, Rico, you want to check the kitchen? Do they have an actual kitchen here? I mean, yeah. You do. If you can find this actual burger, I, I think you should sniff it out, Gibbs, like a bloodhound. I haven't had meat in, God, months. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll uh, take a quick uh, peek over. All right. Well, the thing that you can smell the most is tobacco and coffee. But the scent does lead you towards the cantina, which has an actual kitchen. And as you're searching there, we're going to go to Dave McDonald, who is doing things. What are you doing, Dave? Well, I waited a little while after I was left alone with the plane or the the helicopter, the VTOL, or whatever, with Eva. And uh, went through some of the gear, some of the more pocketable things. And then when I was sure that Ray wasn't coming back, I locked it up on the fob and then started to try and find a fucking cheeseburger. All right. Where are you going to look? Uh, Well... I know it's not out here, so I'm going to start heading into the facility proper and try to um, go inside. Because I know that uh, Gibbs and Rico went inside. You know, I just feel like, oh, you know, I was just coming to 
to meet up with them. You know, I, I, I got my story straight in my head. And then I guess just going inside and probably running into Nancy. Okay. Okay. Well, um, as you hit the door, the outer doors are locked. They had to be buzzed in. Rico and Gibbs had to be buzzed in. And Nancy shut the door behind them. Yeah, she's the worst. Is it a literal worst? Is it a comp tech role to hack or otherwise manipulate the... It would be, yes. Okay. (laughs) It'll take you five minutes to bust the lock on this. I mean, I wouldn't bust the lock. That's a clear violation of protocol. It's just a shame that it's malfunctioned. It really is a shame that it malfunctioned. And it's going to take you five minutes to bring it back up to full working order. Yeah, it's really, you know, helping them out. It really is. You know, there's only 150 of them. Sometimes they need assistance from Backwater Station. And this is what you're here for. It's true. That's why we're here today is because they need assistance from Backwater Station. That's right. So it takes you no time at all to fix the lock. And then you're inside. You can hear noises coming from the administration room. You can hear noises coming from what sounds like the cafeteria. It's not a lot of noise. The place is still pretty quiet. I'll head over to the cafeteria. I don't need to bother them. And I'm thirsty. I got to fill my water bottle back up. It's so hot out there. It's important to stay hydrated. Okay. Okay. Uh, So you should find Gibbs and Rico there also looking for stuff. Was I was super casual until I came in and I saw him like, what are you guys doing here? Uh, they have burger meat. We're trying to find it. My eyes go wide as I look from you to Rico. Like, is Rico down with this or is this? I just point at my teeth and I say, I saw green, possibly brown right here. And I'm just licking and pointing at where in my mouth the meat should be. I'm just as surprised as you, man. All right. Well, I got the keys to the to Eva. Let's uh, let's see what we can find. All right. So we'll get back to that. Ray-Bans. You have been heading towards the Tequila Sunrise, which is your favorite bar in Sunshine. Ah, indeed, indeed. And as you've walked through the town, uh, as with everybody else, you've seen nary a soul. Everything's been quiet. The exception of the occasional wind whistling through the streets. You've gotten messages on your personal data pad, so you know somebody's around, but apparently everybody's inside having lunch. I'm just going to go on in and uh, mosey on up to the bar. All right. As you step into Tequila Sunrise, it takes a minute for the door to open, like it doesn't recognize you, or like it's stuck on its tracks or something, but it takes a minute to kind of slide open. And you step inside, and it is what you'd expect of a Frontier bar. The inside is dark. It looks like it's out of a Western. There's a bunch of wood tables. Um, 
there's you know the bar still looks nice it's nice that nice polished wood and there's nobody behind it there's just <sighs> one dude that looks like fast asleep against the bar just full on like he's he's got his his hand draped over the bar and it's curled around an empty beer glass <sighs> look look in the corner and you see a leg with a boot attached Hmm. Raymond cross his arms and kind of like walk with his hips left, right, like not bending his knees and kind of walking over there. <sighs> Good day there, mate. Does not answer. The hand kind of slips and the glass just like starts to push away from his fingers. <sighs> I love this place, you know. Things out there, they change, but this old place stays the same. Indeed, it does. This place has got better air conditioning, but still, it's only got the single fan that's slowly just whoom, 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 spinning around. <sighs> so, uh, yeah, Rail just sort of slide into that chair, the, the, the booth. Okay. And what you gonna do? Well, do I recognize this person? No. 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 Oh, shit. <laughs> No, you don't. They're they're flat out. They're gone. They're oh, they're pa- oh, my bad. Yeah, okay. they're past the fuck out. I thought they pushed the beer away from them, like in a cool. <laughs> no, it's What's it's more do? like the the glass just kind of like finally broke three free of their weak ass grip. So this person's passed out, and there's a person at the bar as well. Correct. Okay. Do I recognize them? Um. No, I don't think you do. Okay, has that guy conscious? Do we uh, know? Uh, no, also pass the fuck out. Um, there are like two or three beer bottles that are like at, at his feet. And another one that's just like halfway over, like tipped over on the bar. That's okay. also empty. Do, do I otherwise know where I should go to do the thing? Yes, you know that you can cut through the kitchen and go out to the back alley, or you can just go out the front and go around. Huh. I think I'm going to relieve this guy of his beer, take a swig, and put it back down, and head back out through the back kitchen to the alley. That beer's flat. Got drank like last night or something. It's terrible. <sighs> well, he'll finish it off. I'm sitting in front of the guy and say, well, mate, you be a shit and you're out. Walk through the back. All right. So you're wandering through the kitchen, and um, you smell something back here. Like it's the um, it's the way a kitchen should normally smell, but it's not the way a kitchen on this mud ball should smell. Like you smell grease for frying. You smell some industrial cleaners. You smell, you smell charred meat, and it's like it's not like recently charred, but it's like that evidence of there was there was a barbecue. This place had like a, a fucking rager of a party last night, and you all weren't invited. Oof. I wonder what all went down here. I'll look around and see if there's any evidence of that of said party. Uh, in the trash can, there's more beer bottles. It looks like there's like 
bread rolls. Like there's there's some in like uh and the baskets where you just like pull them off and start slinging stuff into them. Um, the the grill hasn't been cleaned and you can still see like streaks of uh, grease where something was cooking there. It all has that that charbroiled smell to it. Um, there are some cold fries in the hopper, actual like earth potato fries. Hmm. Cooked fresh, twenty seven hours. Yeah. Look around, look right, get a view, and like look in your possible refrigerator. Hope yeah. the one is not welded shut. <laughs> there is a refrigerator. It is the deep fridge. It is not welded shut. But what's it? Uh, you're going to pop it open, and you're going to find they've got a bunch of boxes here. Um, the smell in here is different. It smells like vegetables. Like you look and you see like lettuce and tomatoes. Um, you see these plastic bins that have like chopped onions and stuff, stuff that's, you know, pre prep. There's a, a plastic container that has some kind of like gray textured goop in it. And there's a piece of tape on top that has a date of this morning. And it also says tuna. And then it's got the heavy quotation marks on either side of tuna. I see. So by first glance, nothing in here is interesting, I'm assuming. No no, no delicious, fresh, happy meats or anything that would be otherwise rare in this environment. In, in, environment. I mean, the, 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 the faux tuna salad is interesting enough. Um, you would find, give me, give me an observation roll. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you the the the, the secret or stuff that you find. We're, we're seeing all the circumstantial evidence of a burger. Yeah, you are. Oh, wrong button. Here we go. No, I sent a picture of what you all get in the 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 show the show channel show stuff channel. And it's nasty. Is that that's a real thing? I assume that's a, that's a real thing. I was uh, afraid to ask if it was in your freezer. <laughs> It is absolutely not in my freezer. I have sausage spin wheels in my freezer. Uh, okay, so with your hits on observation, all you can find is evidence that it was here because there is a uh, a small, like, long cardboard box that has been torn open. And it's just like, yeah, it's uh, in the bottom is... Like you can see uh, drippings in the shape of a circle, and there's one of those uh, pieces of paper that you would know that would be used to separate hamburgers that were stacked in a case. Uh, ain't that a mystery? <sighs> oh well, may it reassemble itself. Walk on out of here. <sighs> so, being dissatisfied with his lack of purloinable cow. He will uh, hit the uh, the pickup. All right. So when you hit the pickup, it is a trash can. It's a, you know, a dumpster. And inside the dumpster, amidst the bags of detritus and the, fl- the, the space flies and stuff, you see uh, something with a green ribbon tied around it. And that is what you have been sent to pick up. Is it like a box? 
It is more of a cylinder than a box. It stands, um, gosh, maybe two feet tall. It's it's thin. It, uh, you know, it maybe the size of like a like this the shape of a mortar shell. Um, it's got some engraving on it. It looks valuable. Um, you do not. It's really well machined. Like you ca- you can't see the. Um, you can't see the seam where the top and the bottom meet. It's been really well done. Okay, it's, it's, about the, is, it's about the size of a fire extinguisher. <laughs> give or take, yeah. All right. Yeah, give or take. Small a small fire extinguisher. Okay. Uh he will uh stuff it in the ye old bag. Okay. That he presumably brought with him. And uh and the green bag? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um You'll as you slide it in, um, the the green of your uh, of your bag matches the green of the ribbon, and this seems like a, a pretty good time to we'll call it. Uh, I will say one other thing is as Ray is heading back where he came, and Chris is heading with this unconscious kid towards the medical area. The other three are looking around the kitchen inside Tequila Sunrise. One of the people that was at the bar just slumped over the bar, uh, you know, holding a bottle. The bottle finally falls from from uh, unmoving fingers, hits the ground and shatters. And the body slides off of the stool to land on the floor face up. And just lifeless eyes stare at the slowly spinning fan as the camera pans back. And there's a giant hole in the center of his chest where his heart would be.